Hey Fadies, I'm DM Brad, and this is The Fate of Ison Chapter 6, Episode 19. Thanks for downloading, listening, and recommending us to a friend. We had two guests in this one, and it was a really good old-fashioned, wacky squatteth time. Real classic stuff. Just a heads up though, we had a bunch of tech issues when recording. Seriously, anything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Browser incompatibility issues, mic issues, internet connections dropping out, and then one person's audio from the last few minutes just flat out didn't work. <sighs> Damn you, hate it. What? It wasn't my fault your earth tech sucks, Brad. Fair point, nerd. Anyway, sorry in advance for some of the bad audio in this episode. You'll notice it mostly on Alex's feed, but we've done our best to fix it and make it listenable and enjoyable for you. Okay, without any further whoosy-whatsits, Here's a recap. Last time, Arcus and Marley were pulled into a strange, hazy non-realm adjacent to Ison. There, the disembodied voice of the supposedly dead Spritey McSteamface explained that he had been remade by Fadan the Necromancer. The Squadith was transported to the town of Kerim, which Fadan has repopulated with zombies and skeletons. The undead sprite attacked the trio, but they narrowly survived and ended the sprite once and for all. Then, a familiar gnome approached. <laughs> it's dramatic. It's so it dramatic. Uh, I want to do a YouTube channel where I talk about things to do with The Simpsons and like conspiracies and stuff, kind of. But I want to talk about, I think, the reasons why I think Marge is attracted to Homer and stays with Homer. I think she stays with Homer because I think that Homer is a artistic genius. And I have, I have a lot of stuff around and behind this, and then I also think that, yeah, Bart and Homer, well actually all of the Simpsons are like genius level intelligence, I think. <laughs> They're all really smart and really creative, but they're held back by uh, certain limitations. I think Bart and Homer both have ADD, and I think that's why there's the Simpsons curse, which is like, all men grow up and they can't do anything and they're not smart anymore but the women can go on and do stuff but it's just because women are taught to like mask in society when they have ADD and overcome their stuff like that and the guys are allowed to slack off and be doofuses and it's proven by the fact that Homer's brother Herb was successful and a Simpson and kept his intelligence and everything so not all of the things fall behind that and I think that Homer is an artistic genius because it's been proven many times that he's been able to he was in a band he was in like basically the Beatles version of the Simpsons universe um he where when he got angry and he made the like uh abstract art that went on and toured around and he was really famous out of the barbecue yeah. yeah out of the barbecue there was a recent modern episode where he becomes like obsessed with this really abstractist painting and like falls in love with it and Marge of course went to um art school and studied art specifically and it's like a really big passion of hers and i think that like that's how they work together and how all of those things come and how lisa is so smart from that family is because there's like levels of that all throughout and i want to do a video about it with like sources and stuff <laughs> it sounds amazing i would totally watch that <laughs> it's just what i think about in my spare time i mean he was literally an astronaut at one he, point he, he, yeah exactly That's i mean true. he wasn't like it was they were specifically trying to get the everyday man to do it but yeah. he has an aptitude to doing a lot of different kinds of jobs and picking up a lot of different kinds of hobbies and being like uh, uh, distracted all the time. Like they're all big ADD traits, 
And Bart literally has ADHD. And I mean, Spider Pig is a, a Spider Pig is a masterpiece. Spider Pig is <laughs> everything. <laughs> and that's the start of the episode. <laughs> Yeah. The start of the episode. yeah, on that note, Hi, Brad. Uh, Hi, Brad. He- hello um, to a range of people. Um, let's why not? Let's start there with so Simpsons over D and D begins. Uh, I am joined by lots of people. Um, so returning from last week, uh, we have our special guest Alex White Robinson. Hello, um, also known as Fadan the Wizard. Or down the necromancer and uh the usual um jules and jules ah the usual sub six ah jules Mm -hmm. squared i mean we just (laughs) double the power double the attitude double the fun yeah jules like are you you gesturing for for us are you trying to like do like gang signs and look cool for us look i don't know what's going on with me right now i was using dude and shiz uh earlier and um not really comfortable with that language coming out of my mouth so i don't i think maybe i'm having some sort of like midlife crisis or something i did like in chat how when you tried to you were like oh, i'm using gen z language and then i responded in gen z, in gen z? you were like i have no, and idea, I had what you're no idea i still don't understand it um what did, what you did say? i say <laughs> Um, you said, where is it? I think I started um, typing out a explanation. You said, bra, on God, no cap. And I was like, what? Bra, on God, no cap. I mean, bra, um, I know. On God's like, I, I swear to God, kind of, like, oh, on God, okay. yeah. Um, and no cap is like, no limit. You know, uh, no cap. Okay, okay I kind of get it. Yeah. But like, so like, so I was like saying kind of like 100%, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> But you could have just said bra. No limit. You could have just said bra hundo, and I would have understood what that meant. Yeah, but I I wanted to use all the Gen Z lingo for the joke, (laughs) and then it was funnier because you didn't understand it. And then I literally wrote, "If I hadn't done it, are we we speaking another? Are we speaking another language now? Because I don't understand." Speaking youth. Um, Moving on from that nightmare. we have someone else joining us um, a, the, with the long-awaited uh, return of um, a, a young man who's going to introduce himself now. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, ba- I'm back, I'm Dresselspoon. Dresselspoon, I'm excited about back. it too. Yeah, I, I am pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, crazy, crazy. Nice to be back. Nice to be back as my favourite rogue gnome. That's Josh Kingsford. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot to say my name. I'm so <laughs> invested in this world that I'm completely... My yeah. own reality has disappeared. Yep. <laughs> Let's leave our real-life personas behind and um, sink through the floor and into the world of Ison. So... Is it downwards? I always pictured it up. <laughs> no, it's hell. <laughs> it's down right. to hell. <laughs> that does make sense. <laughs> the hell of Ison. I've really always wanted to start a session like that because it comes... From uh, they do that at the start of every episode of, of a podcast called Tale, uh, Tavern Tales Junior, which is one for kids, and they always start it by describing how they like leave the real world and enter the the, the fantasy world, and I wanted to do that, and uh, you called me on it, and uh, now now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> so <laughs> we are a comedy podcast, Brad. We we're very good. We're at a what? Self aware. <laughs> 
darkness. Um, Wait, what, you guys? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Jenny. <laughs> so, uh, I've been to catch, serious this whole time. To catch listeners up and to catch Josh up on the exact current situation that's happening right now, uh, last mm. time that we met you, so Marley and Arcus, aka the the current roster of the Apple Squadeth, the boys, the boys, the boys, arrived in the city of Dantonia once again but for only a brief moment before they were suddenly whisked away into some other nexus realm that's very adjacent to the world. It feels like they're in the world, but not in the world, like like they've become ghosts all of a sudden. And then their bodies in this world just got whipped miles and miles away to the town of Kerim, where Fadan uh, has raised a gigantic workforce of zombies, of his ancestors and other people who've died in and near the town of Kerim. He's put them to work rebuilding it, but everybody, including Fadan and also Trestlespoon, but at a distance, was dragged into this nexus realm where you're sort of outside the realm, but you're not quite outside the realm. A fight with Spritey McSteamface being puppeted by the demon Vengeance broke out. Um, Your names are still of top quality bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trestlespoon. <laughs> Didn't we decide he was like more buff now, so he's Trestle Ladle? Well, yeah, Trestle Ladle. We'll that see. Was, we'll see. That was we'll a see JD if that becomes call canon. And I like it. <laughs> Trestle Dessert Spoon. Trestle Dessert Spoon. <laughs> or Soup Spoon. Trestle Soup Spoon. Okay. You killed the demon Vengeance, and after doing so, the Nexus realm sort of faded away, and you found yourselves back in proper Ison, in amongst the town of Kerim with all that zombie workforce going on around you. And night was falling, and then approaching you from the north was your good buddy Trestlespoon. But so what what had happened to Trestlespoon is he was in the Eternal Forest with his gnome community that he's been slowly uh, leading on a pilgrimage back to their former home for the past 32 days. They've just sort of been moving at the pace that a very large group, including the elderly and infirm, can move. And they're all gnomes with tiny legs as well, so forgive them for that. They've had various adventures, they've had various encounters, and they were setting up to camp for the afternoon slash evening, and suddenly Trestlespoon finds himself not quite there. He can't interact with people, he, he can't touch people, he, his arms go straight through them like he's a ghost. And then he feels this violent pulling, just like whisking him away like a, like a current, like a strong tide, at a breakneck speed to the south just for miles and miles and miles of just the world rushing by you at impossible speeds like what would Trestlespoon be thinking in that so he's been removed from the realm kind of he's become a ghost as far as he knows and now he's moving at a very quick pace what what would Trestlespoon think yeah I mean surely this is yes adventure awaits finally so sick of my the old infirmed family members. It's time to move quickly. <laughs> He's always been a secret. His want for adventure overcomes his need for family and companionship. Surely. He's a junkie. <laughs> um, and after a few full minutes of like just being whipped at this horrific speed, you start to see in the middle distance and then getting closer very rapidly uh, a fight between some figures and a glowing tiny sprite creature 
and then the fight ends and then suddenly this ghosty realm just fades away and you find yourself in like the normal world everything looks normal and you are outside a town where there's lots of activity going on there's lots of undead moving around and the the sun is beginning to set night is mm-hmm. coming Mm-hmm. And you see two figures that you recognize, um, Marley and the wizard Fadan. Mm-hmm. Um, Marley sort of sees you and collapses against Fadan with the weight of the day that they've had. And mm-hmm. um, the, they also have another companion who is a cloud demon, um, who is just a, a person. A cloud demon? A person yeah. <laughs> made of clouds okay. with like yellow lightning eyes. And you've never seen anything like that before. It's not okay. supposed to exist, but it does. Okay. And little demon horns. What hat is Arcus wearing? Oh yeah, Arcus can turn their head into hats. (laughs) (laughs) Cloudy, foggy hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like a like a like a fascinator. Oh yeah, like a bow in the yeah yeah to the races. Yeah, it's like fancy. It's it's just to add an air of like mystique because Arcus has seen Trestle Spoon that Spoon is Trestle Spoon in the distance and wants to come a lot across as aloof <laughs> <laughs> and, and fancy mm-hmm. <laughs> so as as Trestle Spoon gets like closer Marley's mm-hmm. just like like grinning like say, like she wants to run but she was so beaten up so i ended up on nine out of 99 so she's oh, wow. feeling pretty pretty tired right pretty now pretty close to dead yeah and she's like i see the postman has come again and she calls oh. out to drizzle oh oh hello uh d- delivery for a returning companion all right can i can i i move i move more quickly and uh oh man i i i I, in my gnomish brain this is all too much to take my pupils have dilated to four times their usual uh uh uh, width i'm i'm thrilled but also unable to take in what's what's um what's happened and i run up and 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 make a a gnomish shriek and and hug marley's legs yeah. Oh, 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 it's nice to be back for... Oh, you look awful. Yeah, and Molly leans down and she's like, I know, right? Ugh, this outfit does me no favours. And it's just like hugging you like real tight. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, sorry, Arcus, this is usually your thing. <laughs> right, I'm like, oh, uh, Molly, look out, there's something attacking your legs. And I like kick. <laughs> Ooh. That's very soft. My bruised gnomey ribs. <laughs> yeah, th- like, yeah, no, this no, is no, my no, thing. No, no, this is this is this is Trestle Spoon. You remember how I said that there were people before that were part of the Apple Squadeth? Well, Tress was one of them. I was one of the founders, uh, actually. But you're so young. I assume from your size. No, no, I am. Uh, you know, not. I am uh, old and wise and and, uh, and 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 are you made of clouds? Yes. Where ha ha Not so wise after all. I no, say and, I... and slip into a hug. <laughs> oh, big family hug. A big family hug. <laughs> Apple squad, Apple squad. Arcus is just yeah, like, like so excited <laughs> to be a part of something again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sleep deprived. <laughs> Me, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but I need to. I need to bed. 
my character. Well, you're you're all welcome to to a night in the inn. We we have servants, we have dinner, we have beds, we have breakfast eventually. Right, is that breakfast normal food? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it undead? Well, I mean, Brains. as as normal as it gets. Uh, Trissel, what does that um, mean? Uh, yeah, the, the undead around here, we're not killing them, I think. And she huh? sort of shrugs and looks at Fadan, like... But you... Are you, you eating them for breakfast? <laughs> undead for brekkie? We're not eating my delicious ancestors. Not at, not at the moment, anyway. Um... <laughs> But we do we do have plenty of food. Um, we have stores, um, provisions for for weeks if we need them. Ah, this is exciting. Town hasn't had this much life in weeks. <laughs> Trestlespoon looks confused and concerned. He still thinks that you go- we're going to eat brains in the morning. <laughs> I I don't think Trestlespoon is the only one that thinks that. <laughs> yeah, I think Molly thinks that too. <laughs> But she's like willing to go with it. She's like, you said in? I don't suppose you've got any cider. I have a hankering for home all of a sudden. I don't think we have cider. I don't have any apples growing here. We have root vegetables. So there's like potato vodka. But that's that's the closest you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, mm. potatoes are the apple of the earth. Pomme de terre. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Trace, I think I've still got some of that bloodweed tacked away here somewhere. Ooh! We have a field of bloodweed. <laughs> Let's hotbox a room. Yippee. Get to know each other. It's been a hell of a day, but uh, let's make it a bit crazier. Last time we did this, remember, Off the rails. Trace, I got you to do the macarena. <laughs> oh, once you, once you have settled in, I'll... Give you a tour of the fields, the farms. Everything's been set up beautifully. I, I can't wait for all the other refugees to return. Other refugees? Well, all the people who were forced out of the town when it was first attacked. And they've been replaced by undead people. Yes. From the cemetery around here, I think. Oh my god, are they going to come home and find their parents here as well? Well, uh, after, after we chased everything out of the town, um, I came back and I've... I've saved the town. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a, like a literal ghost town, though, isn't it? Saved? <laughs> Quotation marks? There are ghosts, but mostly in the mines. But, like, I feel like the definition of a ghost town is, like, it's failed as a town. <laughs> well, no, just everyone's gone to Sorm, where it is safe for now, but they're going to want to come back, so now Karim is safe. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I really need that drink. <laughs> forget about let's just uh I, I love that alex has this big plan for like what for dan's intentions and like what's gonna happen as a result and like none of you are like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just imagining like <laughs> people rubbish. coming back here and just being like this is exactly what josh just said <laughs> this is spooky and i uh... Tourism, I'd though. rather be traveling through the universe at a million Granddad? miles an hour. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Great, like, great, great <laughs> like that scene in Corpse Bride where they all come up from underground and everyone's like, wait, that's my grandpapa. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Trace, I think, I, I think the traveling thing was probably what happened to us. We got pulled here by the demon. Uh, I think we killed him just before you landed. 
Okay. <laughs> so, but it's okay. I, I, technically, I should be able to send you back. Um, it's not pretty, but it works, and it hurts a bit. What? 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 What, what do you do? Well, I stab you with mm. a knife, mm. and you think about where you want to go. I've only just come back. I know. <laughs> I don't want to send you there now. I want to catch up, but I'm just letting you know. I I think I can send you home when you want to go. Yeah, you can't Pretty, today. I I I can't yet yeah, today, but I I I could maybe tomorrow. You're not trapped here forever, is what Marley yeah. is trying to nicely say, as opposed I, okay. to please leave right now. Okay. <laughs> Stab yourself. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be worried about. Not be. I. I know your family must be important to you. I. I you know. I. I miss. I miss my own. So I. I oh, we. We were moving so slow. I mean. I mean. I know. Ex- we move about two hundred meters a day. It's. It's just. Uh, oh. You can only look at bark on trees for so long before you start right. kind of wanting a bit of uh, ad- ad- adventure. So um, I mean, maybe getting stabbed would there. be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's we go get a drink? to a bar and then let's catch up. Yeah. I can't even remember if you know that Hodge flies. I don't think so. He doesn't even know Hodge. <laughs> you got Hodge after after he left. That's right. But instead of questioning that, I just kind of nod and go, okay, this is... <laughs> This is something I should probably know. Uh, let's let's head down to the end. So, so Marley, you say you stab people to make them leave? Mm, yeah. Um, it's, it's <laughs> Me a too. Blo- it's a blood portal. It's not that I stab them to make them leave. It's it's travel by blood portal. You make a portal out of my blood. I see. Well, whoever wants to do the traveling, um, the person who gets stabbed needs to know where they're going. So. If you want to go back to where you were, you, it'll mm. need to be you because I don't know where that was. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I can you... take us places that I know about, so I could stab myself and take us there. Yeah. What? What if I described it to you really vividly, and then I wouldn't have to get stabbed, but would still go where I wanted to go? I don't know. I've never tried it. We could try it. I am a vivid story uh, raconteur. Yeah. I mean, we can give it a go, but um, like I say, not today. And she kind of like pulls it out and sort of wiggles it. And it's like, it sort of like does that thing where it sounds empty, like hollow or something. That hollow swooshing. Yeah. And she's like, see, nothing today. That's, I mean, we can have a sleepover anyway. So I know I'm really excited, Trace. I need to tell you all about my baby and all the things that happen. And oh no. Oh, um. We should get mm-hmm. a drink. Trestlespoon looks concerned, looks up at mm. Marley, looks down at the floor, and then nods his head quietly, as if not wanting to hear what's happened. Yeah. And and Ma- Marley sort of takes Trestlespoon's hand out of habit, like, just goes to, like, take his hand. And Straight then back to it. Yeah, just starts walking towards the inn. Arcus follows up behind. Cool. So as, as we head into the inn, um, it's all nicely set up, all the tables are polished, all the um, potato vodka is stored behind the bar, and there's um, several zombies that are willing to take your coats as you head in, there's several skeletons 
uh, cleaning the tables, just making everything pretty and nice, and setting everything up with and bringing out a bang up meal of um, well, a lot of potatoes um, and a couple of joints of buckwheat. Nice. Oof. Couple of joints. I mean, we know what one did to us. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be uh, woo. Got a um, yeah, bread and dips, which is mostly like kumra-based sourdoughs. Um, got ochre. Yeah. Mostly root vegetables. Nice. I like it. Is the dips like hummus, kind of? Because that's what I'm sort of imagining. You know, it's like kuma and pumpkin and like carrot all mushed together with some peas, chickpeas. <laughs> yep. Um, it's it's like hummus if hummus was mashed potatoes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Uh, so it's mashed potatoes. I'm, 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 I'm clicking, into it. I'm, I'm clicking <laughs> on to what's happening here. Yeah. Ah, uh, Arcus takes a, a puff of the J <laughs> and says, you know, the thing that scares me about this reality, <laughs> and he looks, he looks at the skeleton, he's like, is that you all have one of those inside of you, and I, I don't have one, <laughs> but you just have those spooky, scary things just inches away. <laughs> Trestlespoon feels for his ribs just to make sure they're still there. Yeah. Marley takes the <laughs> the dutchie <laughs> and like takes a big hit and like breathes it out right at Arcus and watches the smoke go through Arcus and out the other side and goes the thing that freaks me out about this reality is that I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Trestlespoon, Trestlespoon, try not to let uh, Arcus see is putting his hand through Arcus repeatedly (laughs) and looking utterly uh, shocked. I like, I like whack him slightly, and I'm like, consent, bro. (laughs) Trestlespoon quickly removes his hand and then nods in affirmation <laughs> like yeah Molly's trying to say it quietly but it's one of those like she's getting high real quick so it's like consent <laughs> and Trestle Spoon goes oh and then and I'm like no I'm condensed <laughs> <laughs> don't get them started on the water cycle okay it's a circle of life. <laughs> Trestlespoon turns curiously to Arcus and asks, So a, a cloud can take a hit? What, what happens when a, you get... What, can, what happens when a cloud... Can you get the smoke in you? Yes. So you feel the... Uh, the, 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 the effects? Oh, oh, for done, for done. Hit us with more of that potato vodka. I want to show something. <laughs> I am one with the cloud. We, I, in the same way as when I drink things, it becomes a part of me because I am a gas and it is a gas. Wow. And we're yeah, having and a gas. So Molly, <laughs> like grabs the glass like it grabs a glass of like the potato vodka or whatever pops the cork on one of her potions of healing shakes it a bit because it's like red you know pours a bit of the red inside the vodka and then corks the rest of it and like shakes the glass around a bit and goes watch this and just like 
pours it over the top of Arcus. I'm scared, I'm scared, for, I'm scared. <laughs> waiting for Arcus to turn red slowly. Like. I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. <laughs> I guess, like, Tri- if I turn red, right, I turn into, like, a red demon thing. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, see? They, like, just soak up the liquid. Cool, right? <laughs> And then I'm like, wait, consent. Sorry, Arcus, I should have asked. How does health level affect how, like, is it my constitution that bases how drunk I can get slash high? Or is it yep. how much health yeah. I have at the moment? Uh, no, roll, make me a con save, and we'll see how <laughs> fucked up you are. <laughs> I've got a pretty decent constitution, actually. Uh, ooh, 20. Oh, nice. Unnatural, but still. Take it. Yeah, you're doing well. You're Great. you're holding your own. I can hold my liquor and my my gas. I'm not white girl wasted yet. The the whole time uh, Arcus is going red, Trestlespoon has his hands on his head and has gone slightly cross-eyed and looks utterly shocked. I'm a demon now. Look at me. Look at me, Trestlespoon. I'm just like trying to mess is, with them. Trestlespoon is desperately <laughs> avoiding eye contact. Look at me. And at me Molly's hitting him being like, so uh, cool, right? So uh, cool, right? Uh, 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 like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> You're going to get it. Trestlespoon takes two, three shots of potato vodka and, and downs it pretty quick. Which for Trestlespoon is about half a half bottle. Half a bottle, yeah. Make a con save, Josh. Molly realizes she hasn't actually passed. Ooh, uh, seventeen. Hasn't passed the J on at all, so just takes another hit. <laughs> just. <laughs> okay, can't save like, Molly. Sorry for Dan. You want some of this? <laughs> this is brilliant. I knew the vodka and joints was a good idea. It's just calming everybody down. We're just getting over any any uptight reactions we might have Ooh. to to any of the actions <laughs> taken here. <laughs> Are you watching that, Argus? <laughs> it's a seven. Yeah, Marley, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, no. <laughs> what Marley do when she's fucked up? <laughs> Thunder wave. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oi, geezer! <laughs> oh, I wish Steven was around. <laughs> he's my friend, Triz. I forgot. Oh, he's a good geezer. <laughs> Oh, he's a pretty good guy, eh? Oh, yeah. I love Steven. Uh, Steve, who, who's, Steve, who's Steven? Um, oh, he's a, he's a spider, bro. Yeah, we went in a cave. We went in a cave, and um, when we were when we were in the cave, we saw a spider, mm. and he was a big spider, and he talked to us, and he had a, um, he sounded, he had a, he, you know. He helped the, us down the apples um, and pears, is what he did. He, oh, yeah, brilliant. Cockney. He had a Cockney accent, and he, um, I love him, and I miss him, and that is the end of the story. We had to leave him there, Ian won't come. No. Huh? <laughs> we asked, but Marley ran out of talk to animals and that was that was just before it happened it was just it was just before it, it happened and that, how <laughs> did what a cut uh, uh, no a cockney, a co- cock, wait, wait. Tre- Tres, uh, Tres, we need to talk we need give to me talk. 
Just let me. Sp spider, Cockney spider, yeah. apples and pears. Yeah. Called Stephen. Yeah. You, you, mm. you were in love with him. Mm. No, mm, I can't no. be in love with spider. No. I wouldn't okay. say were. I don't. <laughs> but it was more than more than platonic. But he looked uh, after no, us no, when we was, were sleeping. Uh, platonic, just love. You can have you can have platonic love. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoon is digging a hole, metaphorically. <laughs> we just, he was a spider and we loved him. Okay. Yeah, like, it's totally okay. fine if Tap doesn't love me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Is oh, anyone no. going to address the Banfor sized elephant in the room? Yeah, no, I was getting there. All right. <laughs> As I address, we need to. Uh, this isn't a good. This this probably isn't isn't good, is it? You oh, say your heart. You hang on, hang on. <laughs> just like just. Okay, I got I got this. I got this. I got this. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she just Woo. she just she just puts her hands on herself and just sort of goes. Hang on, I just, just. You go, girl. <laughs> just like like thinks for a second and then this sort of like slightly musical note kind of comes out of her saxophone on her back somehow it's not even on her mouth but it like plays music on her back somehow and then she grow like glows green mm -hmm. like all over her i think you're gonna she, say she grows green i was like no it's the hulk green. yeah <laughs> and then and she's like Whew, okay, yeah. Thank God for that spell, is all I can say. I mean, it's not nice being drunk. Uh, I still kind of feel it a little bit, but now I'm... Whew, that's better. Uh, Tress, we need to talk. Uh, okay. Um, what, what is it? Well, um, it's Banfor. Hmm. Trestlespoon gulps and is, uh, l l looking at his fingers kind of using his fingers not to make eye contact because Vadan doesn't know what happened to Banfor either I know exactly what Marley's gonna tell you he's a cloud now and much less violent <laughs> hmm? I'm no. not Banfor you silly <laughs> Billy <laughs> oh a joke <laughs> oh, emotionally devastating news and you, you where what's what's going on so, okay, well, you know how Banfor was kind of connected to chaos and death and, mm. well, all sorts of things? Mm. Well, chaos wanted to claim him for their own, I think. I'm not really sure. He helped us defeat, uh, well, Gillif again. Mm. And, and then disappeared? And Haydet can't find him. He kind of went through a portal thing. Which, I mean, if Haydet doesn't know and Haydet's the god of knowledge, well, it, it doesn't seem good, Triss. He... he... he's gone? Well, he's he's gone in a way that maybe even Sorghumul doesn't know about. What? Uh, I, don't, I don't understand what... Well, I don't really understand either. 
And if I could go get him, I would. But I don't know where to go. Did he say goodbye? No. Trestlespoon looks at the floor. I'm, I'm so sorry, Tress. That's a... That's okay. Maybe I I've I've been gone and come back. Maybe he can maybe he'll come. Maybe well, he, he can come back. Awfully stubborn. I like to think that if the god of knowledge doesn't know, maybe that's because he's still fighting somewhere. Maybe he's he's hiding re- really good. Maybe. Yeah, a, 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 a blanket or something. Yeah. Absolutely. Trestlespoon, Trestlespoon nods his head, cheerful in the delusion he's made up. Yeah, a bl- blanket or something. Yeah, he's been a, in a blanket for the past month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Molly's kind of doing that thing where she's watching and she's like nodding, trying to be supportive, but is like her heart is like breaking even more. Like it, like it hurts. Agnes comes in still somewhat drunk and is like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." <laughs> Maybe he's just vapor right now, and then he'll solidify, and he'll become a puddle, and then he'll be a person again. It's okay. That's all the part of the water cycle. Yeah. It's a circle of life. (laughs) I, like, crawl onto the table and sort of lay on it. Do all the skeletons start jiving in the background? I hope they do. <laughs> Some choral reenactment. Start playing each other like xylophones and tune with it. Do I move the skeletons enough, Brad? <laughs> I give um, Trace a big hug anyway, and I'm like, mm. I, you keep the faith, Trace. You keep the faith, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you, you got it. Trestlespoon at this point is thinking like a... I don't know, a five-year-old that's been told bad news is is actively making up a fantasy mm. to replace the reality of the situation. Healthy. Mm. A blanket. Yeah. At least he's self-aware. Since Banfor's not showing up, um, Fadan's just going to start like waving away several skeletons with several more kegs of potato vodka. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh no, no, don't. I, I, I'll drink that now. I just, I didn't want to do that drunk. I, I need it. Did you say you had another join? Oh, I was generally expecting him to show up as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Maybe, we... maybe he's a, he's in the vodka. Like, uh, like the, maybe he's a, 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 maybe he's become a puddle and is in the, the vodka. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you drink him, he'll come back. And, oh, it'll be like he's riding inside you, like you always rode on his no, shoulder. No, let's not, bo- let's, let's not vor ban for. I'm gonna... <laughs> He'll be in me and, and with me. No. <laughs> this is I just mean, like the blood of Christ. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Tressley, he's always with you, you know that. Even if he didn't say goodbye, yeah. you know he he's out yeah. there thinking about you his little buddy yeah i was thinking about him too i i i have some vodka <laughs> <laughs> oh i'll play you the new song i learned and molly starts like getting out the saxophone and plays the starting notes of the song of doom and then goes no bad idea <laughs> and then switches to like a totally different song <laughs> does the song of doom sound like the title implies 
Oh yeah. Uh, okay. It's 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 a lot of necrotic damage, but she wasn't thinking for a second. <laughs> she wanted to show off like the new thing that she can do, and then she's like, "Wait, no, that needs a target. Probably shouldn't do that." <laughs> like, and then she like thinks about it. Then she's like, "Hey, Fidan, does necrotic do anything to your skeletons?" Um, I mean, it does. It does less to my skeletons. Uh, they're not really my skeletons per se. They're their own skeletons. They just. They're just yeah. helping me with the town. Hey, skeletons! That somehow makes Zombies! Does anybody want to be dead? <laughs> Does anybody put their hand up? I'm going to say, almost all the skeletons look at you confused, and one zombie in the back just kind of perks up a little bit and sticks their hands up, but then Fadan looks at him and he puts his hand down. Wow, that's disappointing. I can't tell you, I can't show you my big one. Ooh, I can show you this one though. And she like starts playing a song. And as she starts playing it, like colors and craziness start forming in the air and stuff. And it, it makes you sort of like watch it and just like watch it like completely enraptured by it. And then like time passes and then like, it's like it's gone in an instant, but it's been like 10 minutes or whatever. And you, yeah. And I'm like, cool, right? <laughs> that was that was cool. I enjoyed that. Josh, <laughs> yes. do you think there would be anyone because of such um, because you made such a sudden departure from your family just now? Is there anyone that you would feel the need to like check in on, or I mean, if you even had the capability of doing so, is there anyone you would be worried about? Yes, my uh, my gnome mother. But how can I do that? Well, I don't know, but like, would, would Tristan Spoon be thinking like, oh, like someone will be worried about me because I just disappeared? Back at gnome, sweet gnome. I suppose he's living very much in the moment, and this has all been quite a lot. And he's had potato vodka, so I don't know if he's <laughs> if he's that aware. Maybe in the morning he'll he'll wake up hungover and go, my family and the life I left behind. <laughs> Fair enough. I like this is a very similar approach that Arcus had <laughs> turning yeah. up in a new reality. <laughs> exactly. It turns out maybe maybe the real treasure was the adventure we had along the way. Exactly. Journey, not the family. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it wasn't the friends. Maybe it was the adventure <laughs> itself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so before... I mean, you can all click long rest on your D&D Beyonds if you need to. Amazing. Um, if, um, if Molly gets real drunk and real high before bed, she's got a sending slot left and she would probably drunk dial tap. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Do you- How do you drunk dial? Um, I can send a message of sending to someone I'm familiar across huge distances. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they just get it. Cool. As think- long as... Yeah. Does it show up like that letter in Harry Potter, or is it like? A... <laughs> I've never really thought about it. No, I think it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't they, know. I they think they just hear the it in their they, head. They get it in real okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's only twenty-five words or whatever, so it's yeah. So watch. Well, I'm not going to script it because that wouldn't be right. Um, yeah. Hey, you. I've been thinking that like. When we see each other, we could like totally, I don't know. Did we ever like actually kiss? 
that's it. That's that's all the words I have. So he just gets that. He has no idea who it is. Also, it sounds Cockney. It's like, I geezer. Because <laughs> apparently when Marley gets drunk, she goes slightly like British for some reason. <laughs> I did it on an episode once and I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> okay, it's late at night. So what you get back is, huh? What? Is that... Is that Marley? Hey, um, kiss? What? Huh? And that's it. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Which is a well-spent spell slot. Because <laughs> she's like, ah, fuck it. And then she goes to bed. Um, yeah, before you go, does, any, does anyone check in with Haydet at any point? No. I was going to okay. ask that. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I have the key on me, but if somebody else wanted to. I like, was thinking I it. I think I'll bother you. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, 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 is your, is your, is your horse running? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be like, he'll be like, yes, yes, my horse is running perfectly fine. It's a good runner. And then we'll be like, Th- then, then you should catch it. <laughs> and, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll have gotten him. So let, we should do that. Let's do that. Okay. 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 okay wait. Okay. Okay. Take care. <laughs> I put a key in. You ready? You ready? Yeah, right. Oh, wait. Does yeah. he know me talk? Uh, go, I don't know. Go, Fuck go, it. Go, yeah. go, go. Horse, 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 horse. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to bed. Uh, okay, so. I imagine a, as we're saying that, things are coming out. There is a torrent of saved up messages. <laughs> So as soon as the door opens and you start yelling horse into it, um, you hear, um, Whoa, what an awesome move against those veggie pygmies, Arcus. You're such a badass. Watch out for the flower in the middle of Kaplain. That thing eats bodies. Gross. Wait, who's that life demon? Damien, did he say? What's Kashtar up to? I'll have to check in with her. If you're looking for someone who's been to Port Bellis, there's a woman named Para nearby who did her training there. You actually know her, Marley. Holy moly, Arcus, when did you learn to summon Celestials? That coartal came out of nowhere. Very cool. I used to have a coartal as a pet about four million years ago. Jerry, great companion. Ah, memories. Don't bother trying to help with the situation and hope. The town was all destroyed almost straight away by those giant tortoises. Wait, where did you go? Seriously, where the hell are you? I can't see or sense you in any of the realms. This is like Band 4 all over again. Trestle Spoon's gone too. And your friend Fadan, for that matter. When you get this message, please tell me something. I'm confused, and that doesn't happen often. <laughs> oh, good, you're back. Yeah, I probably should have told you that Fadan was using Undead to rebuild Kerim. My bad. But, in amongst all the other shit, I didn't think it was a priority. It seems that Fadan's zealous use of necromancy has raised a few unintended, ah, consequences? <laughs> Spritey's body in Stonewall was raised probably due to its tenuous connection to Fadan from their brief time together on the road. But it was enough to make Spritey the perfect vessel for that vengeance demon. Trestlespoon's walking towards you right now, by the way. He must have been dragged into that place with you. I'll leave you to catch up with him, but before I do, 
I'll have to tell you that Crover is aware of the god's plan to send you and your allies into the surge to fight with him while he's weak. He's targeting wielders to make sure that can't happen. But you're tired and in need of some you time. Check in with me tomorrow and I'll fill you in on what he can do about it. Horses? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's too late. We're like, we've like laughed through all of that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, laughed through most of the message thinking we're hilarious and then just slammed the door. That was all from that, like, that one day. <laughs> that stuff That's is amazing. so dark. I'm gonna roll a check, Brad, to see how much Marley remembers, because I feel like, okay. you know, like some of it might have sunk in, but most of it might yeah. not have. Intelligence, I mean? yeah. Yeah, just straight intelligence, and we'll see. She's got a plus zero to it, so it's just whatever I roll. Fuck off! Is I hate this Glamel. Is it in that one? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Josh. Um, mm. You, we can we can retcon that you're involved in this too. After yes, Josh, after Trestlespoon left the Squadith, um, they encountered a chaos demon called the Ziglamel. She's this icy blue woman um, who talks with a thick, like American Southern accent, okay. and she has imbued like everyone along the way um, with a chaos curse. And every time you roll a nat one, you then have to roll a d100 against this table, and something, some weird shit happens. Weird, something weird happens. So in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, I feel like there's something I should remember. So I would say sometime in the last thirty days of Trestlespoon leading his gnome community to the north, a random woman made of ice appeared and just touched you on the shoulder and went like. Oh hey there, Trespoon, y'all are cursed now, and then bloop disappeared. And it didn't mean anything to you, and you have no idea what that was about. Okay. Which reminds me, I rolled a yep. 74. Okay, so Jules in her trying to see what she remembers about Haydet, she clearly remembers nothing, because instead of remembering, she gets so 74. Oh, see this would have happened anyway. You fall asleep. <laughs> okay that's kind of like the best uh, like outcome in this situation i just go <laughs> amazing amazing <laughs> just start snoring amazing um okay so do you, so she's asleep in the inn just in the common room in the bar where you've been drinking yeah and like i probably joined arcus on the table okay on the table um Tris- is arcus not- sleeping above me again like dripping on me Oh, no, this you, time, this time I'm under the table. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be floating under the table. <laughs> nice. Okay. And you can be uh, on Tress- top of the table, Molly. <laughs> where, does, where does Trestlespoon try and sleep for the night? Um, Trestlespoon taps one of the skeletons on the patella and asks him to rock him to sleep because it's been a long day. Um, okay, that's cool. And Alex, do you sleep, or does Fadan sleep in the inn with everyone else, or does he go back to his tower, his wizard tower that he's built himself? Um, once Fadan's happy that everyone's sort of settled in, um, he's gonna set a couple of zombies to guard the door of the inn for them, um, and then head back to the tower. Cool. Uh, yeah, everyone gets a full rest, so that's good. Very excited. In the morning, um, the people in the inn... Uh, woken up with a very gentle, like, tapping, like, knocking on the door. 
And I'm like, <sighs> that's what happens to Marley. I call out in my sleep. I'm like, come on. Uh, one of the skeletons drops trestle spoon on the floor and goes to get the door. Okay. There is, um, so the person who was knocking is one of Fadan's zombie towns people, but standing behind him is a creature that you've never seen before. It is a, uh, what's something called a wetor, which is a, essentially a centaur that is a wetter. Mm-hmm. It's a centaur that's wet. <laughs> it's bo- so it's, it's got the body of a wetter, but like very large, like horse sized. And a, like a human, a humanoid-esque torso sticking up out of it. That's also like um, red, orange. Oh, sorry, orange and brown, and very thick carapacey insectoid. And it just gives you like a little shy wave. Marley wakes up after her six seconds of sleep is done with her like sitting bolt upright, being like frigid bitch. God, I hate her. <laughs> and then it's like. Fadan, did you do this one too? And then, like, can't find Fadan. Trestlespoon! Our little gnome buddy from the original Squadeth lineup is back! He has been leading his people to rebuild their home in the north, but he couldn't quite escape his fate as a misfit adventurer. What's going to happen now? Who is at the door of the inn? Will Marley eventually snap and kill some zombie townsfolk? I guess we'll have to find out soon. Everybody knows by now that we could not make this show at all without the support that we get from our donors on Patreon. We appreciate you very much. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Aaron Cucci, Laura Christine Goodman, and Jez Blyser from Wheeler Woe, Sai J. Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Malcolm from Table Tales, Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kai Dealer, Rihanna Cavalsic, Kevin Swift from The Dice Cult, Ben Edwards, Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nichols from The Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Lickguys, Andrew Evans, Danny Homan from The Grad of It Podcast, Kevin Carter, Dakota Shemansky, Damon Lebreton, Andrew M., Alexander Waffles Williams, Jared from The Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, and our newest patron, Ezekiel Tarabarelli. Thank you all from the bottom of our twisted little hearts for supporting us on this journey. Okay, that's it from me. We will see you next week with more adventures in Kerem to see what's on the other side of that door. All right. See you later, everybody. such a killer time at the top of this haunted ski resort i know chadwick there's like no lines for the ski lift dude but top truck what about the babes oh bro you think i forgot about the babes two words chadwick ghost babes (laughs) (laughs) now hold on a minute there boys you ain't planning on going up to that old haunted resort now are you what if we are, old man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't stop yous, but if you must go, you should take this. The hell is this, old man? Well, back in my day, we called it a Microsoft Zoom. We used to listen to a podcast called the Indie Film Review on it. A proud member of the Necrobotacon Network. They were a movie review podcast that critically reviewed independent film while having a little fun in the process.
Sounds like dinosaur bullshit, Gramps. I'm gonna push you into a trash can now. Well, butter my biscuits, I never- <laughs> Well, dump truck, now that we've taken out the trash, looks like we've got an appointment with some ghost babes. <laughs> Listen to the indie film review for the lowdown on the coolest indie films you probably never heard of. The indie film review. It's not delivery. It's Indie Film Review. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.